coffee with Corey. And you're on your second cup. You just got back. <laughs> I did. I'm going to have my second cup of coffee with Corey. I'm on my second cup, too. And we're talking about the Day of Atonement, which requires fasting. Does it mean fasting from coffee? It does. It does. Now, uh, depending on how you do in your fasting, uh, you know, when Moses went up to the mountain, it was a supernatural fast. So for those 40 days, which none of us could do, but because... Yeah, henceforth the word supernatural but he had nothing no water no food so the uh some you know make a choice of how they're going to fast typically water is a good thing yeah but uh some choose a supernatural or for that sense it's just one day and they do nothing no food no I've water i've never no done a fast without water <laughs> like, it would be uh, well again you know there's all kinds and so very few people you know most ever, all of us have some type of physical dealings that we have to deal with we're just not you know all that we could be and so you have to be very mindful before you fast and think through and process. That's why you should get ready. First time I ever did a 40-day fast, I started preparing for it, I think, in November or October. And it didn't happen until, like, April, I think. It was a long time, but I prepared my body, and, you know, it was a good thing. And so the same thing. It's a day of atonement is coming. And so you you have to have off on Monday, and you have to, you know, you have to be able to be still, and it would be nice to have something white because it reminds you uh, of that you're dead, so to speak. And all of that helps in the whole process. But uh, so there's lots to it. I like that you said it's all about rest, too. Well, you know, we're not good about that. We <laughs> you know, we don't think about it a lot, but, you know, sometimes Sunday is the busiest day for a Christian, oh, yeah. for pastors, for those in ministry. And see, the whole king, whole concept of the kingdom is these days are Sabbaths because it's the, God, it's the day God does all the work. And anytime we we defy that, we mess up the whole picture. It's not like Moses, he was told one time to to uh, hit the, the rock and water would rush out. And the next time he's told to speak to it and he hit it because he was mm. angry. And God said, for that, you cannot go into the promised land because there are certain symbolisms, certain points that have a lot to do with representing who we are and how we see him. And rest is by far one of the ones as Americans we are worst at. Absolutely worse because if you're going to rest, that means you you know shut down everything. As you saw in Israel, they shut down everything. Uh, they you know we were talking last week during Rosh Hashanah. One of the things we do go to a river and we cast off, take a piece of bread and toss it into the river piece by piece. And they won't even carry bread. They won't do it on the Sabbath because they can't even carry bread. So the the idea is while they take so many of them way way too far in terms of legalism. Uh, the other side of it is they do help you get the idea of what it means to represent Christ. Now, this is one of those very unusual things. So I want to tell you about what the Jews do for uh, Yom Kippur. It's, uh, they have a whole service, and there's different pieces and parts of it. And it's just very interesting... And we're just going to have to turn the clock back just a little bit. I have been in teaching this year a bunch. Uh, came in for Passover, came in for Second Passover, came in for Pentecost, came in for the Ninth of Av, which I've first time I've ever done that. Came in for the First of Elul, which I've done very occasionally. So, and then of course came in for. Uh, a pre-Rosh Hashanah because it's September 11th then on the 18th so that's seven times so this is the eighth time so far this year I've come in so go back 40 days was the first of the Lul 
You, remember, you may remember it as the beginning of a 40-day period of repentance. It was when Jonah left for 40 days to tell Nineveh to repent. Moses went back up Mount Sinai to get a new set of commandments. After he smashed the first ones when he discovered the golden calf. And it was an, an little one that Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days. So on the Day of Atonement, Sunday night to Monday, that's when Moses comes down from Sinai with the new tablets. That's when Jesus began his ministry. But Jonah, of course, due to his original disobedience, had to continue his ministry time in Nineveh. The Jews read the book of Jonah, when they would call Jonah, on the Day of Atonement. Sages give a few reasons. The book reminds us, it's a very short book. It's really, if so, Sunday night, Monday, read the book of Jonah. It's a very cool read, and once you understand why, it even adds a lot to it. The book reminds us of God's infinite mercy. If God could forgive Nineveh, the most wicked people on the earth, then no one is beyond God's reach. That means he can forgive us our many sins. Secondly, the people of Nineveh set an example or model of fasting, deeds, and repentance that should be followed. They even made the animals fast. Can you imagine our dog Jack being told to fast <laughs> that day? He would be upset all day long. <laughs> Thirdly, Jonah reminds us that everything is in God's hands. We can't escape God's justice or his providence. He will forgive great sins if only we'll repent and turn to him. Job's story includes all the themes of Psalm 24, as the earth is the Lord's and all that it holds, the world and its inhabitants, and is founded upon the ocean, because of course you know he's swallowed by the big fish. The name Jonah is closely related to a Hebrew word meaning aggrieved, which is interesting because he was very aggrieved. Jonah is the son of Amittai, which means truth. So literally, he is the son of truth and yet refuses to speak the truth to his enemies in Nineveh. He seeks the truth, but not forgiveness. And when finally forced to go, his call or truth is heard loud and clear because he's the son of truth. In Matthew, when Jesus is asked for a sign by some of the scribes and Pharisees, he says the sign will be the sign of Jonah, restoration or resurrection after three days. For as Jonah was three nights and three, uh, three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now someone, something greater than Jonah is here. So we read Jonah as we're experiencing these depths of thirst and hunger so that we place ourselves kind of into his sandals. We're all Jonah. We are all Jonah. The task is too great. It's too daunting. We function day to day believing that our prayers will lead to certain outcomes. But we have doubts. We have anger. And we realize that we don't understand how anything works. We read Jonah to be reminded that praying is like Jonah entering the stomach of the fish. It's the darkness and it's the unknown that makes us call out to God because we can't solve the problems of life. Now, a really interesting part of this, the first prayer service of Yom Kippur takes place prior to sunset. Service is called Kol Nidre, which means all vows. V-O-W-S, all vows. These words are chanted three times uh, as a legal formula to break any vows they'd been forced to swear because of persecution, especially during the Middle Ages. Since they take vows very seriously, this formula was developed to enable them to be absolved of any vows made under duress, whether someone was forcing them to become a Muslim or a Christian, whatever. Konidre isn't a free pass. It has no effect on vows or promises that we make and break with other people. They remain valid, and if broken, forgiveness and absolution must be sought from the people affected, not from God. 
the Talmud teaches this. Yom Kippur does not forgive transgressions between a man and his fellow until or unless he seeks forgiveness from him directly. It's a little pressure there. The Kol Nidre prayer. This is a very uh, whittled down version. Light is sown for the righteous and for the upright in heart. Joy. All vows and things we've made forbidden on ourselves and oaths sworn and dedicated may come to us at a good time. We regret having made them. May they all be permitted to be forgiven, eradicated and nullified, and may they not be valid or exist any longer. Our vows shall no longer be vows. Our prohibitions shall no longer be prohibited, and our oaths are no longer oaths. Forgive the entire congregation of the children of Israel and the stranger among them, for the entire people sin unintentionally. Please pardon the sins of this nation in accordance with the greatness of your loving kindness, as you forgave this people from when it left Egypt until now. And there it is said, and Adonai said, I have pardoned them as you have asked. That's the essentials of the Kol Nidre prayer. Keep in mind there that this oath, anytime you sin... You've, you've, you've sworn a vow, in a sense, to it. You've now committed to it. So this whole concept is to break the vows that you've sworn. And sometimes we make very bad vows out of hurt, out of wounds, and goodness knows. Things I won't, I'll never do that, I'll never do that. So all of these things have to do to coming to, you know, kind of fruition on the Day of Atonement to say, all right, I don't want to be trapped by... At a moment in my life when I, I my brain wasn't working or I was anger or bitter or had unforgiveness. So, Yom Kippur ends the next evening with a service called the Nila, which is a concluding service, or literally is called a locking service. And it's a metaphor of locking the heavenly gates at the end of the day uh, when they sound the shofar. So this day is judgment day, so it represents, you know, when you're actually permitted into heaven. So uh, one of the other concepts is teshuva. If you've listened to me a lot, you hear that word uh, throughout the year. Teshuva is really done at all times, but especially beginning in Elul during the Days of Awe as well. Because we're forgiven, we in turn are to show mercy and forgiveness to others. Teshuva, or turning back around to face him. That's the concept. And it's not just repentance, but turning back around to face him. That's teshuva. is shown not only by repentance, but also by intentionally finding ways to do good to others. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, and then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I love that verse. Repent, sins are removed, times of refreshing come. We want to get our way and be refreshed by people, uh, whoever that would be, your spouse, perhaps. If we ensure... If we turn to God, he'll remove the things that are hindering us from being refreshed. He is our bridegroom. When we submit to him, everything changes. So these 10 days are all about focusing on our choices and how they determine our destiny. Literally, Leviticus 10, distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. Every time we repent, we're turning around and turning away from a sin that we're committing. So we're changing our destiny by changing our direction. These 10 days help set the course for a year. Choices we make and directions we choose. The 10 days are like a preview of the year ahead or a snapshot of trends. And coming up in just a little bit, I'm going to kind of give you a prophetic look at what happened in these last 10 days and, and where we're kind of going for 5781. What you conquer now, though, impacts your entire year ahead. Decisions count more now. We all make choices, some good, some bad, but we can't choose the consequences of our choices. Those are inherent in the choices. We're all becoming something and someone beyond ourselves. So no one is shocked when they harvest tomatoes unless they planted something else. 
still we all hope to escape the fruit of our worst decisions. But this day is all about that. It's a very cool day.